Welcome to Two Pete in a Podcast, where we will talk about child health from birth right away through to adolescence, dealing with issues of illness, development, and everything else that is of importance. Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Two Pete in a Podcast. I'm Simon Strawn. And I'm Michael Blatton. And this is our 11th episode. 11th episode. 11 already. So we've, we've been following the symptoms predominantly related to the upper airway for a while. Uh, and so we're going to include one of those. And it kind of links now between upper and lower airway. And we're going to talk about coughing. So we're going to give you an overview on what coughing is all about at the moment. So why do we cough and is coughing normal? Because there's something there that's irritating. Whether it's running down from the, the nose or there's something in the lungs that needs to come out, you cough. Yes. So essentially what you're trying to do is you're either trying to cough something up or you're trying to keep something out. Or you've got mm. an irritation and it's just like triggering that cough all the time. So the cough is, is coughing normal ever? Yes. In what situation? The re reason, reason I say that is because your lungs are continuously producing mucus. And that's what we discussed in our runny noses podcast that you are producing mucus all the way down into the smallest part of the lungs and that mucus can't just sit there because that's a nice place for infection and also your body wants to clean it out so it slowly pushes this mucus up using tiny hairs and we call it a mucus escalator and as it gets all the way up to the top of the or to the vocal cords it accumulates there it hooks there and then you get a reflex that says i need to cough and you cough and it cleans that out. That's right. Like a throat clearing and a cough that you get sometimes in the middle of a conversation that catches you by surprise. Like I have right now. <coughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the mucus, and that's right, and the mucus that is being produced in your lungs is there because it's helping to trap the, the rubbish and the particles in the air that you're breathing. Uh, and as you rightly said, it gets cleared by this mucus escalator, which just interestingly enough, just to explain it, nicotine in cigarette smoke paralyzes the mucus escalator. So that's why people who smoke cough so much, because they have to cough to clear their lungs because the mucus escalator is not helping them do it. And before we move on, what do you think of the secondary smoke paralysis on children? Because I, I've, I've found that children that have chest infections like bronchiolitis tend to be slightly worse around parents that smoke than not. So I can't say that I have full evidence to know that secondary smoke paralyzes the mucus escalator in a child. But there's no doubt that secondhand cigarette smoke is an irritant to that child. And like we've said, an irritant in your airway is going to increase mucus production. Definitely. Which will increase the cough. Which will increase the cough. So if you have a child with anything that is increasing the amount of mucus that airway is producing, whether it be a virus or an allergy, and you then expose them to this to that irritant, which we're now talking about, cigarette smoke, it's going to make the mucus worse. They're going to cough more and get more blocked. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Now, let's move on to the different types of coughing that you can get, because there's a dry cough, there's a wet cough, there's a chesty cough, there's a phlegmy cough. I want to just distill that down into the things that we look for and when we are... Uh, like a basic uh, idea of when we're concerned. You get a dry cough that is more irritant and there's not a lot of mucus there. So it sounds dry, like hollow when they cough. The more fluid that starts coming down or comes up from the lungs, the wetter the cough will sound. And sometimes 
a cough can start wet and then it becomes dry. The cough, 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 and then it becomes a dry cough. And the other way around. Mm-hmm. So, so you can have, so, so the, the kind of throat irritation cough that you get with your upper respiratory infection. And also is, like a post-nasal drip. Is, yeah, can be quite, a, can be quite an irritant dry cough. Your nose is congested and blocked, but the cough is not. Croup, for example, is a dry cough. Children who have asthma generally have a dry cough. But the point is that it doesn't really make, I know people make a big song and dance about whether it's wet or whether it's dry, but from our clinical perspective, when we're listening and making a decision, if for me, it doesn't mean much more than that, because as you've correctly said, during the course of any one illness, the cough will change from dry to wet, depending on the stage of the illness that you're in. Mm, and how but, thick and gunky it is. That's right. But, but basically, wet is saying that there's mucus there that you're trying to clear out, and you may want to, if you're going to be doing anything, try to help the child to cough out the phlegm. Mm. I mean, we almost, Mike, we almost never, ever stop a cough. Yeah. And anything that you give is actually trying to make it easier for the child to cough. Mm. I had a, a child today that's coughing, 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 and then vomiting. Yes. And that's very, very common in children. Because the nerve that st- stimulates the, the stomach to do its job runs through the diaphragm. So if they cough, it irritates that nerve, and it irritates the stomach, and then that's why they vomit. There's cough, 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 and yeah. then it comes up. Exactly. And they, they might vomit mucus, which is what's just sitting in the back of the throat, or they might actually have a full-on vomit and that's completely normal yeah and we try not to stop coughing like you say uh because you're trying to protect the lungs but we're not going to stop it just because they are coughing or because they're vomiting after coughing so can i also mention that you know when children vomit like that and if they're not vomiting up food or milk what comes out of the stomach is generally your kind of colorless transparent stringy mucusy looking stuff that's not the mucus that the child is swallowing a lot of people think that the child swallows the mucus, or the mucus is there, and then they have mucus in their poop. And it doesn't happen like that. Your stomach is full of acid. The moment the mucus that you swallow hits that acid, it's gone, Pew, dissolved. Let's not get uh, caught up on that. And I think the other thing that's important is young children can't cough up phlegm and spit it out because they don't have that level of uh, coordination, let's call it. But what they do do is cough it up and swallow it. So now... And that's still safe. And it's important that it's, it's, it's still coming out the lungs. Yes. It's going down the other hole into the stomach and then mm-hmm. being dissolved by all this acid. So that the mucus is still coming out. Yes. It's not going to stick in the chest. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Just now you, you spoke about croup. So what is croup exactly? Croup is a swelling of the vocal cords because of infection. And what it sounds like is a bark, like a woof woof. One of my parents actually said it sounds like the velociraptors in Jurassic World. Interesting. Like, arr, arr, yeah, exactly. Arr. Right. In fact, I learned it as the bark of a seal. <laughs> yes, the seal bark. Yeah. Yeah, exactly like that. Yeah. So it is. It's that you you wake up uh, between ten at night and two in the morning, and you go, my goodness, what's that barking noise <laughs> in my house? So I think that's important. So the, the coughing and what else? So that coughing and that hollow barking sound often associated with a as you said, because the vocal cords in that area get a bit swollen from the virus, they develop a noisy breathing in the upper airway that we call stridor. Mm-hmm. And stridor is <laughs> that kind of breathing on the inspiration. Or you can go, <laughs> which is in and out. And that's, and that's more severe. Yeah, that's more severe. And that should be distinguished from the <laughs> kind of bubbly, snotty, noisy breathing that children. 
children get when their nose is blocked. And snoring. And snoring, yeah. clearly, yeah. And then, obviously, uh, if your child is coughing, you're going to be looking for... So, uh, you know what, Mike? Let's, let's just do this again. When we did, when we spoke about uh, fevers, we introduced this concept of fever plus. Mm. So, we said you have a fever, deal with the fever, plus what else? So, let's, can we do the same thing with coughing? Mm. So, my child is coughing, coughing plus what? Coughing plus. So, we've already said, is it productive? Is there mucus? Is it dry? Now we're saying coughing plus other noisy stuff. So we've spoken about this bubbly upper airway snotty stuff. So spray the nose. We've spoken about the barking cough and the stridor that you get with croup. Tight breathing. Yeah. Just as a... And then I think the next one perhaps to mention is wheezing because um, my experience is that any noisy breathing is sometimes just called wheezing. But mm. wheezing is specific to when you're breathing out. Yeah. Is that... <laughs> Where you take a very long, deep breath in, which often children don't do. You can yes. hear that, that takes long for them to breathe all the way in. It takes long <clears throat> for them to breathe out. Yeah. Yeah. But that whistling that you hear, you'll hear it at the end of breathing out. Yeah. And I think also that very often parents will say, when I put my hand on the child's back, I can feel the bubbling. Now, that bubbling you're feeling there is not coming from inside the lungs. Mm. The, the airways are too small to make that much exactly, yeah. vibration. Yeah, so it's coming from the upper airway. Yes. And you're feeling the kind of bubbly noise. Mm. So, so I think that, that the coughing plus fever, yes, but the coughing plus all these other noises I think is important. And I think, Mike, I think you must talk about what you've just brought into the conversation now is, is the, uh, the, t the t style of breathing. So coughing plus how fast the child is breathing. Yeah, so the speed of breathing. For a younger child, we're looking at a respiratory rate or a breathing rate of more than 60. So that's breathing in and breathing out. So is one. And for all children, we take a respiratory rate for an entire minute. We do not do this 15 seconds times four because you might get them during a fast breathing period and you say, oh no, okay, they're breathing at 80, need to go to hospital. Not at all. Yeah, good point. The next thing we need to look at is something called retractions or recessions. And that's when the skin underneath the rib starts pulling in. And that's just because the, oh, I don't think I need to go into the physiology behind that or the reason why, but we're looking for when with every single breath, when they're breathing in, that it seems like the skin underneath the ribs is just a bit more tight. Because they're, they're now starting to use other muscles to breathe because they need to create effort to breathe. And that's what that the retraction is along the bottom of the rib margin. But they also can do it just mm. above the top of the breastbone in the little notch of the neck. And in little babies, if you watch their nose, they actually flare at their nostrils as they're breathing. All the children too, but yeah, just for yeah. children, it's, it's babies, it's a very nice place to look. So what we discussed is respiratory rate of more than, more than 60 in definitely under ones. Yes. Uh, difficulty breathing. So that's those recessions or the retractions. Additional noises. Yep. So the wheezing, uh, barking, and that stridal, <clears throat> that difficulty breathing, and any changes in color, specifically around the mouth. So the tongue or the lips, and also their activity. Are they more lethargic? Do they look more irritated and they like they're struggling to get comfortable? Bums often ask, or was a state, look, I'm, I'm worried that it's in the chest. So how do we know it's in the lungs causing a problem? And I think fever, cough, and rapid breathing, that means there's an infection in the lower airway. You seldom, with upper airway issues, viruses in the upper airway, end up with a child who's actually having difficulty rapid breathing. Mm. 
that's in the lungs. And I think that's kind of where we're going with this in terms of what the, the warning signs are, which we'll get to. Yes. Right. So next up, we will be going into why is my child coughing, which is sort of like a rehash of what we've been talking about, but a bit more in depth and then treatment of coughing. And then we'll wrap up with the definite warning signs, things to look out for that we are concerned about if your child has them. If a child has allowed you to, thanks for listening. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you found this of value, please be sure to sign up to our email list at www.care4kids.co.za, and that's the numeral four, and subscribe in your favorite podcast app or follow us on Facebook. At two Pete in a podcast. At two Pete in a podcast. TWO, not the numerical two. This is our disclaimer. The information we have given you in this podcast is our own personal professional opinion. We're giving it to you for your own information. Please don't use it to treat yourself or to treat anybody else. Rather, go and see your own medical healthcare provider and follow their advice.